The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. He put a loaded gun under his chin and pulled the trigger. And he said, in that millisecond between me doing that and the bullet discharging, I heard the voice of God saying, do you want to live? And I said, yes. Hear the rest of this amazing story of God's grace and mercy as Sheila Walsh describes how God can turn our scars into tattoos of victory, next. Hi, welcome to Life Today. I'm Sheila Walsh. Just wanted to say thank you for those of you who, you know, write letters or, you know, email me here or leave little notes on Facebook and, and just share the difference that this ministry is making in your life. I had the privilege um, today of spending 40 minutes on the phone with um, a dear partner who has really worked with us. I mean, her, her thing is that she wants to see clean water put into villages where there's no clean water. But just to hear a little of her story, and even though she has gone through hard times in her life, she still wants to make a difference. I think that's one of the beautiful things about when you understand the love of God, when you understand how far he has brought you then you really, it's the most natural thing in the world to want to be able to reach out to others. But unless you really get it at a core level, that everything about you is seen and known, it's hard to do that. I was in a church in Canada not very long ago, and I spoke about the fact that, that God tells his story in the scars of Jesus. And I talked about the fact that because of the love of God, in Christ that we don't have to hide anymore. We don't have to pretend we're doing okay. We really can say it's okay not to be okay. And at the end of the event, there was a, a young girl, she told me she was 16, and she asked, um, she said, I, I want to show you something. And I said, yeah, of course. And what she did was she pulled up the sleeves of her sweatshirt and she said, you know, I've been a cutter for some time now and I'm getting, a some help, but I'm left with the marks. And she said, I never go out in public with short sleeves because I'm ashamed of my scars. But when you prayed today at the end of the meeting, she said, I went forward and I offered up my scars to Jesus. And she said, I'm not ashamed anymore. That's the freedom that God wants for every single one of us. Would you watch this? Now, not all scars are visible. Some are invisible. Some scars are inside and nobody sees them, but you know they're there. You know, I was thinking of King David. He knew what unconfessed sin does to the soul and the spirit. His hidden scars haunted him day and night. You remember his story? He slept with another man's wife and then he sent that man into the front line of battle, knowing he would be killed. So he has adultery, he has murder on his conscience. 
internal scars that tormented him. But do you remember when the prophet Nathan confronted him with his sin? He immediately repented. Here's what he said in Psalm 51. And this is for you, for any of you who right now thinks I've gone too far. I've done too much. There is no place where the love of Christ cannot meet you. There is no pit too deep. There is no night too black. There is no place that the love of God cannot reach you. And when it does, this is what David wrote. Purify me from my sins and I will be clean. Wash me and I will be whiter than snow. Oh, give me back my joy again. You've broken me. Now let me rejoice. Don't keep looking at my sins. Remove the stain of my guilt. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God. Renew a right spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence. And don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and make me willing to obey you. A beautiful, beautiful prayer. One of, I, I've told you this before, but the book of Romans is one of my favorite books that, that I ever read. And I love in particular, Romans chapter eight is amazing. If you think about it, it begins with no condemnation and it ends with no separation. I mean, it doesn't get any better than that. It says there is now therefore no condemnation to those in Christ Jesus, but this is how it ends. This is Romans 8, 38 and 39. And I am convinced. And the word that he uses there in the Greek is the word that you would use if you were taking evidence to the Supreme Court. It is irrefutable. I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I love that he adds that. You know, because sometimes you, you think, well, you don't know what I did. And that's why he adds, indeed, nothing. In case you're thinking of something that you did that I didn't cover, nothing. Nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate you from the love of God that's revealed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. He welcomes you to bring your scars to him, your external ones, your internal ones. Allow the love of God to rest on your scars. Ask him to help you see them, not as scars, but as glorious tattoos of victory. One of the things that I, I think I'm becoming more like as I get a little older is I so want just to be exactly who God has created me to be. In fact, we were leaving the house today and my husband said, you've got a bit of hair sticking out at the side. I was like, yeah, I know. And here we went, you know. I just think there's certain times in life you just think, 
what, you know, let's just live life. Well, I saw that in an unprecedented way. Last Christmas, we decided, Barry and I decided that we'd take Christian and his girlfriend at the time to New York at Christmas time. I'd never been to New York at Christmas and I knew it was gonna be amazing and we did everything. We only had four days, but we packed everything and we went ice skating in Rockefeller Center and we watched a young man get down on one knee and ask a girl to marry him. It was lovely and she said yes, which was good. <laughs> we saw the Radio City Christmas Spectacular. We ate roasted chestnuts on the street. And then we took a rickshaw, cycle rickshaw ride around the city while Christian and his girlfriend, they took a horse and carriage. It was just lovely. And one of my favorite things was the quiet beauty of St. Patrick's Cathedral. It's right there on Fifth Avenue. Crowds outside, but you slip inside and it's so quiet. And just to sit there for a little while and the quietness and remember the real gift of Christmas. But then Barry did something that was completely out of character. Have you ever seen the movie Elf? <laughs> it's one of my favorite Christmas movies. I love the movie Elf. So we're walking down Fifth Avenue and it's packed with people. And we're waiting to cross the other side. And suddenly, Barry went all elf on us. He hopped across the crosswalk to the other side of the street. And I'm like, what are you doing? And the interesting thing was, nobody paid any attention. <laughs> it's New York. But I remember saying to him, what are you doing? And he said, you know what? If I can't go all elf at this stage of my life, when can I? <laughs> and I thought it was just, there's something about celebrating that life's not perfect. It never will be. And you get to show up and enjoy the moments. I had the privilege recently um, here at Live of interviewing Scott Hamilton, one of America's just beloved Olympic skaters and such a godly man. He is, he's an amazing guy and his wife are darling. And he told me, I said, you know, when you were young, was it hard to learn to skate? And he said this, I fell down over 30,000 times, but I got back up over 30,000 times. So often we allow labels or other people's expectations of us to hold us back. I was at a conference a few months ago and I was looking out at the audience and it was all female apart from one man. And I thought it was kind of interesting to just see this lone man. And I wondered if his wife had tricked him and told him it was a man's conference. And there he was just sitting and I thought, well, that's interesting. And at the end, um, I was signing books and talking to people. And I saw that he was standing off to one side with his face kind of turned away from me. And with a young girl that I learned was his daughter. But once everyone else had gone, he came up to me and turned his face fully toward me. And that was when I saw the terrible scars. And he said when he was 15 years old, he put a loaded gun under his chin and pulled the trigger. And he said in that millisecond between me doing that and the bullet discharging, I heard the voice of God saying, do you want to live? And I said, yes. He's now married with four children. The bullet is still in his head. They can't, it's in a place where they can't remove it. It's damaged his vocal cords, so he speaks with a very croaky voice. And I said to him, 
when you look in the mirror, are those scars, are they a harsh reminder of that day? And he said, no, no, they're a glorious reminder of the grace and the mercy of God. He's actually starting a ministry for children, for teenagers called You're Worth Fighting For. I think when I started writing my book, it's okay not to be okay, moving forward one step at a time. I began with that, just that very simple thought. But I, want to fin I wanted to finish differently. I didn't want to just start with, oh, it's okay, you know, here's who we are. I wanted to end the book by encouraging you to fight for more. Every person that I encounter in scripture who was willing to wrestle with their faith, they came to know more of God. Think of Job, all his struggles, all his scars, all his tragedy. But the end, this is what he said. Job 42, five says this. And remember the very first words of Job, it's like he was the most righteous man on the planet at that time. So he was a man who honored God, who loved God, who covered his children in prayer. But after he has gone through hell on earth, he says this, I had only heard about you before, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. So the love of Christ propels us to take the next step and the next and the next and it's never about us being better behaved. It's about us being more in love, more in love with Jesus. See you, you're worth fighting for. Your faith is worth fighting for. Christ, Christ is worth fighting for. I would love to pray for you all. For those of you watching, God sees you. You're not alone. I don't care where you are right now. You might be in a hotel room. Maybe you're picking up a bottle and you know you shouldn't. Maybe you're in a place where you know you shouldn't be. Maybe you think there's no way. There's no way that God could love me. What if I asked you this? What if I said, you know, the TV channel is going to change in a minute. And what you're going to see is a movie of your own life, everything. Everything you've ever said, everything you've ever done, all those secrets you have hidden, all the things you thought, well, it's not really sin. I just thought about it, I never did it. An unedited movie of your life up on the screen for anyone to watch. How would you feel? The truth of the gospel is God has seen your movie and he loves you. God has seen your movie and he loves you. It's time to come home. So if you are watching and you do not know Jesus, I want to ask if you would pray a simple prayer with me. It's nothing special but my words. God will hear your heart. Wherever you are, just pray this prayer. Father God, thank you for loving me. Jesus Christ, thank you for dying for me. I know I'm a sinner. And I ask you to forgive me 
I believe you're the son of God. I believe you died and you rose again. And I give you my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Scripture tells us, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And if you prayed that for the very first time, two things. Would you let us know? We'd love to celebrate with you. Second thing, if you prayed that prayer, there is a party going on in heaven and your name is on every one of the balloons. Amen. Bless you all. That's the truth. That's the beautiful truth. Scripture tells us there's more joy in heaven over one sinner repenting. And I found myself wondering, you know, sometimes you might flick through channels and you watch a program like this, or, you know, maybe you've just got into the habit of thinking, yeah, you know, I love to watch James and Betty, or I love to watch Sheila, and you watch the program. But it, it made me wonder, do you really understand that God is not interested in religion. Religion causes chaos around the world. What Jesus is interested in is relationship. He wants to know you. There's nothing in life, nothing, that gives me more joy than watching one single person finally understand that they are loved by God. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. Because immediately when you pray that prayer, your name is written in the Lamb's book of life and your eternal destiny is safe with Jesus Christ. It's a gift. That's the thing that's outrageous. It's an absolute gift. But if you are like me and like our staff here at Life, we know that this gift of grace we did not deserve. It's, it's just God's unconditional love that we don't deserve. It's a free gift. And when you allow that grace to just soak you to the skin, then you want to be able to bring his life and his light and his help and his hope to as many people as you can. You know that we're very committed to bringing clean water to areas in the world where moms and their children have to walk sometimes two or three miles to the only water source that's available and it's filthy and disease ridden and it's the only choice they have. Well, recently my darling friend, Tammy Trent, took a trip to Burundi and she's gonna show us what she saw there. Watch this. Sheila, I've known you for years and I absolutely love you. I think the thing that uh, I love the most is your heart for people and especially for broken people. I know that together we can relate uh, to so many places we've been with Life Outreach. We've heard some pretty heartbreaking stories and here's another one today. I want you to hear about it. The way it started with my child, he became sick because we used this dirty water. So I took him to a hospital. But because it was very far away from here, my child lost a lot of blood. 
all they could say at the hospital was that he had a lack of blood. In the end, he died. His name was Ellis. How old was he? Yes, Manga. I wasn't like that. He, had, he was three years old. I know it's hard for you to continue to share your story um, and talk about your loss. But I'm going to take this story and I'm going to be able to share it with people that I believe can, can help you and that can bring clean water to you and your family, the rest of your children, and this entire village. His name was Ellis, three years old. Not just a random child in a random country, a child made in the image of God who lost his life simply because his mom, who loved him so much, couldn't provide clean water. I've tried to put myself in their shoes and I can't. I've never had that kind of situation where my son desperately needed something and I couldn't give it to him. But when I see a situation like that, I think of when Jesus said, um, I was in prison. When you visited me, I was hungry. And you gave me a meal. I was thirsty. And you gave me a drink of water. I don't think, I don't believe we've really unpacked that scripture and taken it as literally as Christ meant it. That he sees every single one of these children. He was with Ellis in those last few moments as his desperate mother tried to get him to a hospital in time. Not just a random child in Africa, a beloved child. And as Tammy said, and she's got such a beautiful heart of wanting to make a difference. And I know that you do too. And here's the thing. If I just had to watch stories like that, it would be heartbreaking. But the great news is we are really ramping up here at Life Outreach International. We are determined to be a force on this earth as the body of Christ moving forward in Jesus' name and absolutely bringing hope and bringing healing. So our commitment at this first part of 2019 is this. We want to see 200 new wells put in to 15 different nations. That might sound like a lot, but actually it's very doable. If you're able to give $48, that will provide clean water for 10 people for a lifetime. That's how long those wells last. If you're able to give $144, 30 people, clean water for a lifetime. I don't want to see one more mother heartbroken because she couldn't get her child help in time 
not because the child had some disease like cancer or something like that, simply because the child had to drink unclean water. So let's change that. Would you go to your phone? Would you make the best gift possible? Go online. If you're gonna write us a check, just call us and say, hey, it's on the way. God's army is on the move. Please go to your phone. Give the best gift you can in Jesus' name. Today, a mother living in extreme poverty will do the unthinkable. Give her children dirty, disease-filled water that she knows could kill them. With no other choice, what's a mother to do? With your help, clean water is on the way. Mission Water for Life provides a way for parents to save the lives of their children, to offer them a bright future free from the fear of death. With your gift today, you can help drill and establish the first 200 water wells of the year. Your gift of $24 will help provide clean water for five children. A gift of $48 will help provide for 10. $72 will provide for 15. And $144 will help provide life-giving water for 30 people for a lifetime. With your gift, we'll send you the Praying Grace 55-Day Devotional. This new devotional will help you renew your mind to the realities of God's grace and help you pray powerful grace-based prayers for each day. With your gift of $100 or more, request the Praying Grace Tumbler. This reusable 16-ounce container is constructed with insulated stainless steel, perfect for hot or cold beverages. Finally, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help provide water for 250 people or a gift of $4,800 to help sponsor a complete well. And you may request a beautiful new commemorative bronze sculpture safe in the shepherd's arms. Please call, write, or make your gift online. This is one of those very exciting days for me when I get to be in the presence of <laughs> happy children and fresh, clean water. Uh, it wasn't that long ago where we came into this village and they had no clean water at all, nothing. And uh, children were dying. Talked to some moms that have lost husbands, lost children. I mean, it was really, really heartbreaking. What an exciting day for me to travel back here today and to see the fruit of what we have given together. When you partner with Life Outreach, it's wells like this that make it possible to give them fresh, clean water. Will you please consider partnering with us today? Go online or call the number at the bottom of your screen and give the best gift that you can give. I know that together we can make a difference, not just in this village, but hundreds of villages all around the world. Let's make a difference and let's change it today. Thank you so much. I really believe we can do this. And once there's 200 in, we're gonna go for 200 more. But for any gift at all, we will send you this awesome 55-day devotional, Praying Grace. If you want my book, It's Okay Not To Be Okay, we'll send that too. So for all of us here at Life Today, I just wanna say thank you so much and God bless you.
after the miracle of surviving cancer, the doctors said pregnancy was impossible, but Allie and Josh Taylor from TLC's reality show Rattled received another miracle. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.